everybody. Good afternoon. Good I'm your host today for the Cantina MX podcast. Today we have a lot of juicy stories, a lot of stories that have developed. And uh, today we have a pretty good panel. I'm going to start off with Alberto Campo. How are we doing today over there? Hey, what's up, Larry? Yeah, good to, be, good to be here for another show. Talk some stuff, talk some entertaining uh, Chucky Lozano news and whatever else we got on the agenda. Awesome, awesome. And over here, my compadre, Joel, how are we doing? Greetings. Doing fine. Um, excited that football is slowly coming back. And with the football, the chismes and the desmadre and whatnot. Yes, sir. Football may be back, but a lot of Mexican players wouldn't know, at least Mexican players abroad, because they've been they've been on the bench. And uh, this is pretty fresh news, but Chucky Lozano having some drama out there in, in Napoli, having a fallout with with Gattuso. What's going on? I heard, I heard it was over the training, so I don't think he even even got to start training. I think he was just walking to the pitch. He must have had stink face or something, huh? Gattuso called him out. Was it, okay, so the, so my I haven't looked all into this, but uh, the uh, the claims are that he wasn't he didn't bring the the energy. He didn't bring las, las ganas. He was slacking. The mentality wasn't there, or something. So that's just sort of uh, that's a, that's a bad thing you want to see from uh, from any player. Yeah. Um, for for those that don't know, the Italian football returned, and Napoli had a elimination game uh, to get into the the domestic cup final versus Juventus, and. Chucky was an unused sub in that in that game, and uh, we had some rumblings, something about how he was dismissed from training, and you know that he has a poor attitude, and he's uh, seems like he's not he's not a player in the in the locker room that's 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 uh, making a a fan favorite of anybody. So um, it's just one of those things, you know. When you get a coach that that gets fired midway through the campaign, and you have a new coach, all of a sudden you are on on someone's shit list, you know. Yeah, that wasn't the coach that brought him in, um, and so it seemed from the start. So I think for Gattuso's first game, Chucky went to the bench, right? Or yeah, he didn't yes. play him. But I know his minutes dropped drastically, and. Uh, yeah, it's something we've talked about. Something we talked about with John about when you go to Europe or, or when you switch sides, uh, switch clubs to go to a team that that the coach wants you. And uh, I think we left out a second part. I think we left out a second part, and that's that's make sure that the coach is going to be there, you know, <laughs> for for the long haul or at least long enough. Uh, if not, have some type of clause in your contract. Because we saw it with Giovanni. I don't know if you guys remember when he wasn't getting playing time at Barcelona. And they're like, well, we'll loan you out. 
but um, this this other coach that knew him had just landed in Tottenham and is like, come over here, I'll make you, you know, I'll give you the significant playing time. And uh, guy was sacked, I think not even midway through the season, and then uh, Gio got sent to the, you know, to the Coca-Cola League or whatever they call a championship or whatever they call their second division. Oh, when you went to uh, yeah. when you went to uh, Tottenham, and then he got loaned out to some team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So was... that's yeah, that's part of it, you know. Um, same with uh, Cheech goes to West Ham. Uh, coach, Coach Sewanen was in there, you know, it's leaves. He ends up with the coach that <laughs> did not want him at Man U. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Moyes. So, yeah, so I do think it's important as a player to, like, you know, if you're going to make that jump, you need to have some assurances and be like, you know, at least be guaranteed some type of playing time if not a clause to make it easy for you to to uh, just be transferred out. Cause uh, what did he go for? What did they buy him for? Like they paid uh, 50? 50, 50 million, Yeah. Yeah. No one's paying that for him anymore. Well, <laughs> it's just like all right, you know, Ancelotti obviously was was the was the coach that wanted him, desired him. He gets you know he gets fired, even though he got. Napoli to the round of 16 in the Champions League. And it's like, even if you don't have the same coach that brought you in, it's not like it was his decision overall. Like, they have a front office, they have executives. Like, you're not going to spend $50 million on a Ferrari just to have in the driveway, right? You'd be surprised, man. You, you'd be surprised. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it happens a lot. It's, you know, we, we it does happen a lot if, if you start checking out cases – and you will see it with, with like the front office will give the coach uh, so much confidence, and then um, things don't work out, and then they have all these players. I don't know what to do with them, which is one of the things that happened recently um, with Tigres. So the the president, and I forgot the guy's name, he just left, and that was one of the things where they felt. He bought players that weren't even used, or they just, you know, they felt they just lost money there on on player transfers, uh, and so they had Telinke, I think it's Rodriguez, came back and took over the the team. But but yeah, I, I do think it happens, you know, quite often. Um, I don't know if you remember this way back with um, Nilsson. He was supposed to be the next to uh, uh, like Betis, the next right? Ronaldo. Yes, and they paid record fee. They paid, at the time. Uh, they paid a lot of money. Yeah. At the time, it was the highest transfer ever, and that dude ended up sucking pretty hard, man. That's okay. <laughs> this one thing you're you're talking about one totally different thing than we are here, though. And I haven't seen this is like almost I don't want to say unprecedented, but this is like something that you hardly ever hear of or I've never heard of recently from any coach or player. This isn't like Giovanni or Memo Choa who, you know, they go to, the coach doesn't like him. This is a coach saying, let me just read the words he says, dude. He says, anyone who is tired, who doesn't feel like it, who isn't sharp mentally, as far as I'm concerned, he can just stay in the locker room and miss a day of training. 
Everyone knows if they step onto the field with me, they have to go at full speed. I won't allow anyone to ruin a training session. So this is Damn. just like this is just like he's grilling into into this dude, and this isn't yeah. a good look. Like say say for example, like uh, Chucky was, you know, he's he's got a, he's got a a transfer set. He's he's got something on the horizon in like a few weeks or whatever, and, and he's just like, okay, I'm I'm out of here anyway. I'm just gonna burn some bridges. Why are you gonna burn a bridge? Why are you gonna slack off even you know if if you're about to leave? And I'm just assuming. I'm just like guessing. This is people. Who knows what he's gonna do? But this is like something you have never heard from uh, well, uh, any type of player. Chucky side of the story, though. Well, you know? we, well, we don't have any. We don't have the uh, one side. I mean, we have the one right. side though. We haven't had a one side yeah. like this, like this, and a lot like from any player, right? Have you guys heard of yeah. a, a coach dis talk and lower a player to that type in in public? That's that's like. He, the only thing that I mean, people don't for, don't even know that Chucky got his nickname because he used to love playing pranks on his on his on his uh, teammates. They, that's why he got the name Chucky because of the Chucky doll. He's turning into a real life Chucky doll right now. Like it's it's like a nightmare situation. Well, yeah, he... you know, I think they probably had a falling off, and then Chucky just was like, you know, had this bucket attitude, and then that probably pissed off. Catuso even more, because it does, you know, in a way, that's one of the players that that the team banked on and put some good money into, and to to waste that, you start looking bad, you know, to an extent already, because um, there will be pressure from the front office, because it's like, well, okay, we still have to sell them, you know, so I think Catuso. I don't know, making it public. He's a, he's a hothead. Might too. might yeah. might be a mistake. I mean, just because I heard, if you're trying to sell him, dude, you might want to keep that under wraps. I remember. You know what I mean? I remember Gattuso as a player, and he was so aggressive and so you know, like I, yeah. you know, it's just like that's just his character. But I agree, you know, it's not if you're trying to sell a, a car, you don't show off the car facts. You know, you don't say that it's got a, you know, it's got a transmission leak and shit. You know, you <laughs> you want to be. Yeah. You wanna you wanna at least say things that will allow suitors to be like, okay, this isn't gonna be a crazy like gamble if we try and buy this buy this kid. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's like especially if it's already already been devalued. So, so I mean, yeah, I, it's it's highly unlikely that Chucky will go for for the Monopoly paid. Well, no, because Mino Raiola is his agent, and he's you know obviously one of the best agents at getting getting his money back. I mean, he's the amount of players that he has under under his yeah, uh, but but no no no, but but see that's that's not him getting his money back. He got his money. This is Napoli. Commission, you know. So he's like, but yeah, he, he got it. No, but he 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 got it. This is now on Napoli. Napoli, um, because he they have him on contract for however many years left, and so if he's not, you know, Catuso's the the main. He's he's the boss now, and and. If that's a player he can work with, then you need to sell him once the transfer window window opens, which I'm expecting should be around the winter. And so you already lost a good twenty million on that. So uh, I'm on so transfer maybe, market. Maybe twenty five. Huh? I'm on I'm on transfer market right now. He uh, he was valued at forty four million when he was at PSV, and then when he joined Napoli. Uh, he was obviously at his peak. Now he's down to around thirty-eight. So yeah, he's 
It's about ten million. Yeah, and they're not gonna pay. You know, you know the teams are not are not gonna. They're like they know because they already know. They're like they already know what the situation is, so they're gonna play off of that. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing that you don't want to, as a boss, to air out stuff like that because you don't want to give you don't want to give other teams like you know more bargaining chips. The teams know it's like, hey, you guys hate each other. <laughs> you know if. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to find like a similar player. You know that had this type of of, of tra- transition because I remember Memphis Depay he was at PSV he was their you know one of the league's top goal scorers then he goes to Manchester United for a lot of money and has a complete meltdown you know like he doesn't stay focused he's more care he cares more about his cars he starts skipping training this and that and then he ends up you know he ends up being sold to uh, Lyon for about, you know, I want to say 10 million under, you know, what what Manchester United paid for him. And he's been able to turn things around, you know, and now he's he's actually uh, valued at over 50, 60 million. So, I mean, I feel like Chucky Lozano, it was just one of those situations where, um, you know, it was just a bad investment on, on Napoli's part. And they're probably going to sell him. He's probably going to go to the Premier League where that style fits fits his you know what he does will fit the Premier League a lot better than than an English. Because I don't know, man. I I haven't heard any team interested in him. Um, so I mean, I think me selection fanboys might start raging when he lands at uh, Atlanta United or something. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Ancelotti is at Everton, so that's actually one of the teams that's rumored. Oh, okay, he might yeah. take him. So Everton could be a, t- a possible suitor. I think his future is in the Premier League. I, I like that was my my prediction from the beginning. I always thought he would end up in the Premier League just because of his style. He's very good at counterattacking. He's got the speed. He doesn't make doesn't have the physicality, but I just feel like he would actually be a really good fit um, in the Premier League. Uh, at least you know the Italian league is so hard. You know, it's it's the most you know people would say probably the best defensive league in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's that shuts down Chucky. I think the Chucky style of play, where he needs to get some space up front, and uh, I think that's why a little bit of why yeah, if I, he's getting. If I remember shut down. like the, the the handful of goals he scored for 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 Napoli. Napoli, they've all been on counterattacks, you know, which you know proves our point. Yeah, he didn't get. So you said he didn't get uh, playing time in his last game, and it was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it was a semifinal. Yeah, and they yeah. they had five uh uh five uh Gambios subs. available. Yeah, five subs. <laughs> see yeah, I they see. subbed in uh uh Callejon. They subbed in uh I mean they subbed in everybody but him, you know, and it's like and it was a it was a do or die game against Inter and you know, you're not gonna at least try and get him some minutes. It's it's ridiculous, man. It's like I, I the only good thing about this is that we're in June, you know, so the transfer market will open up and literally within a month or less. So, uh, you know, at least. He... Oh, man, I'm talking about winter. You're right. Summer transfer market. But do you think you think it opened despite the. Um... Yeah. 
Yeah, I will. That's the, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, that's not going to stop, you know, players from leaving or, or transferring. So, I mean, that's the only saving grace in this is, like, at least he's not going to be rotting on the bench for much longer. Looking at some Twitter replies, and this is, like, a total assumption. I could be very much wrong on this. But uh, we talked about Gattuso being, like, a hothead and, and not taking stuff. I wonder if being him, uh, Chucky being Mexican has anything to do with this. This is sort of like the whole, what? Uh, oh, it's, man. it's, it's crazy, but okay. Not you can't, again, you, you can't set stuff aside, man. You're, this is Italy, dude. What? This, <laughs> you can't, oh. ju- you can't just disregard stuff. It's crazy. And it's an outlandish conspiracy or whatever, if you want to call it that, but you just can't like disregard stuff. That doesn't make, no, that's just dumb. Come on. Uh, you never know, you know dude. You never know. It's going to be, it's going to be talked about. I know, obviously, because nah, they tried doing the same thing. I don't, uh, I don't remember with uh, Marco Fabian, and because the Croatian, the Croatian coach, is the same. The dude they had, they had Mexico face that at Brazil World Cup. Oh, uh, yes. And then, uh, the dad, I think it was Fabian's dad, was like, "Yeah, it's because he's Mexican," and it's like. Uh. That's just the uh, dumb mentality for me. That's it's a victim. The victim the mentality. Thing. It was uh, Nico Kovac. He was the coach for uh, Frankfurt at the time. And he was also the coach for Croatia in 2014 when he was You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, that's, that's all speculation and stuff. Um, as far as other players abroad, I, I put some notes in. So uh, Lainez... He got a few minutes against Sevilla. Uh, they lost 2-0, and then Guardado was benched. But then they played again today. Guardado was a, was a starter, which is great news. Um, Nesto Araujo had the full nine against Villarreal. Hector Herrera was subbed in for you know about 20 minutes versus Bilbao. And the only player that's actually doing really good right now is Tecatito Corona. He's had uh, he started every game since they've returned to you know, to football, he's got two goals in the last three games. So he's yeah, he's. But, but he he was supposed to like been out of Portugal a long time ago, man. <sighs> I mean, we always want to have. Stops, Here's the thing, man. Why 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 break something that's you know? Why try to fix something that's not broken? You know, I think like we do look at the Portuguese league as like a as a fisherman's league. They used to call it a long time ago, and they still do. You know, and like, oh, you know, he should go to this team. He should go to that team. I mean, look at look at Hector Herrera. He was the captain of Porto. Over here, he's he's panhandling for minutes at Athletic. You know, it's like, what's better? You know, is it better to be a bench player on a on a bigger club or to be a guaranteed starter every 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 game in a smaller? I, I, I you know I agree I agree with you, but but it also talks about like there hasn't been interest from top clubs. So what was expected of of Tecatito where, you know, people were thinking he was going to be this this world-class player. And he's he's just, uh, so it's not a criticism. It sounds like one, but I mean, he just kind of got stuck there, you know, from what, what the potential was or what was expected of him. You know, he had that one good game against, I think it was Venezuela. At the Copa America Centenario, or something, and everyone was raving about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
in the uh, unfortunately like the last World Cup, he was he was pretty much a bench player, so we didn't really get to see Chucky and uh, and Tecate. That for me, that would have been my ideal lineup, having both of them in the in the on the left and on the right. Um, but as of right now, he's having a better season than than Lozano, so I think you know once the the La Selección starts playing again, I think he should be a starter. Yeah, but it's in Portugal, man. It's it's you yeah. Know. I mean, <laughs> uh, there's still. I mean, Porto's still a respected club in, in the world. They're usually like a round of sixteen or quarterfinalist at best, and when it comes to like Champions League and stuff. Um, I mean, they won the Champions League with Mourinho back in two thousand four. But uh, he's in Portugal. But who else? Who else is in a bigger, better club than Portugal? Than uh, than Porto. There you know, but <laughs> like he's Mexican he's, abroad. You're saying, yeah. Who's a, who's a, who's a better Mexican abroad than than Porto right now? Other than uh, Raul, Raul Jimenez, Atlético Madrid. Is he playing there? See, he's there's very playing. there's very few, man. So I mean, you could say uh, Wolverhampton. <laughs> Te- Tecatito playing in Porto and lighting stuff up. That's that's a guaranteed starting position for the for the Mexican yeah. national team. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like I'd rather have I don't... like. I'd rather have him play every every game, even if it's in Portugal, than then yeah. again go to a bigger club and get benched because that's what happens to our players, unfortunately. And it's just like, man, I'd rather just then play every night, every day, every game. That's why they don't have less because they don't, you I, know. I, I, I agree with that, but the whole just because he's doing good in Porto doesn't mean he's translates to selection starting material. I mean, right now he doesn't have, have much competition, though. I mean, you've got Irving Lozano. He's not playing. Um who else is is competing for that spot? Alexis I, Vega, yeah. you know. It's like <laughs> I think it does what? translate to starting on the national team. Yeah, like you're know, we'll you're playing you're playing, especially Tecatito with the talent he has. You're playing yeah. good. If you're yeah, a good Tecatito, you're gonna wipe anyone in Liga MX and saying like yeah, because you're in Liga MX, it's you know it's it's I'm rating it lower than the Portuguese league, and then, you know we're talking about uh, the coach. Tata, who he rates the Mexican league high, so he's yeah. not, he's not gonna, that's not gonna be his mentality. Oh, because you're Porto and you're balling, here's here's your, you know, you're but automatic. Can you he, can you name anybody else that's like that's that gonna would, that's gonna that be his mentality with him? I can't really think of any any winger right now in Liga MX or abroad that's doing a better job than Corona. No one's playing that too, so. Yeah, <laughs> but there, the, the, I I don't agree, man. I think I think uh, Tata and everyone in the Mexican uh, Federation is going to look at the fact that he's in Europe. You don't you don't try to go to Europe just because it's not going to boost your career in the national team. It's the fact that he's in Europe holds clout. It's gonna it's gonna give be in his hey, favor. Did didn't didn't Chich get benched at the World Cup for for um, Oribe? Oh, which you know, I think it was the fourteen, huh? Did did he already, he did, he must have told Tata that he was signing with L, uh, LA Galaxy, and, and he immediately <laughs> <laughs> he immediately said, "Hey, get get your stuff back, Adam." No, dude, you you even look at like uh, well, you could you you can say like whenever the the divas from the national team was were almost missed the World Cup, and uh, Piojo came in and brought in America like an America base or a Liga MX base. Just to beat New Zealand, and uh, I mean, it's 
It, but that yeah, that, that was, didn't last long. That didn't last long. That thing, that thing. Credit to Piojo. Credit, I know Americanistas like to, or you know, high and mighty on. We lend the team for the national team to qualify. Uh, but it's New Zealand, man. Come on. I, I think uh, Ray Midas, who was the coach, I think he would have gotten the job done. I mean, because they threw him with two games in with a team that was dismantled. Not dismantled, but like, like it was like just the morale was on the ground and it was just all these things going on. But I, I think he would have gotten the job done. And it sucks how they removed him. And uh, I mean, it worked off Piojo, but I, I, I do think uh, he kind of got robbed, man. You know, you know what I think by, about not it? not by Piojo though, but by the, the yeah. federation. Huh? The feder, the, but this is what I think, man. And I just thought this. I, I think the federation sort of took the mic, so to speak, away from Ray Ray Midas, man. Ray Midas was wanting to give his speech, and he was wanting to take his team. And they just said, hey, step aside. And Ray Midas, you know what he did? He just let him. He just sat there and said, oh. And he sort of like crossed his hands and looked down to the ground and said, okay, sorry. So well, he was, <laughs> if, if you know what I'm saying. So he, 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 didn't, he didn't man up, man. He let, he let them come in and he didn't man up. Or yeah. I guess he complained a little bit to, to the press. But Piojo is the more strong, uh, hard-headed sort of personality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ray Midas needs to, needs to man up a little like a calm, cool, collected coach, you know? Well, yeah, he's too, too humble. He could have done there, though, man. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Vucetich, he's actually rumored to uh, coach Cholos de Tijuana. Yeah, it's, I thought it was a done deal, no? It seems like, uh, you know, uh, for OF, we, we got to go a step back. Queretaro was sold. It was sold. And I, I, last podcast, I was talking about Grupo Caliente owning two teams. That was the team, second team they owned. Yeah. Sold them. So, so what's happening right now is all those players from Querétaro are starting to, they're basically going to be going to Cholos, including the coach. <laughs> so Vucetich, you have Ariel Hernandez, Jordi uh, Cortizo, Jaime Gomez, and even Marcel Ruiz. So... It's basically they're just you know they're just you know changing, changing hands. Hey, uh, I got Albert Perez on the on the pod as well. Uh, how's it he, going? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey man, how's it going? I don't know if you I don't know if you know Joel and Jaime, but uh, we've talked before. But uh, I, uh, I know I know Joel. Uh, he uh, we follow each other on Twitter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not yes. familiar with Jaime. What's up, Jaime? I'm doing great, man. Thanks, thanks for hopping on. How no, do you... no worries. It's uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. How, how do you feel about the this matter going on in in Liga Mekis with with the playoffs, uh, the the bracket, and the the teams changing ownership? Well, I, I mean, uh, when you're talking to play, when you're talking about uh, playoffs, are, are you talking about the fact that they just decided not to play? No, the fact that they're they're going from uh, oh, eight, oh, okay, yeah, they're to twelve teams. <laughs> well, well, I, I, you know what? I mean, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of devalues the the regular season. I, I don't know if you guys already touched touched that, but I mean, they're in the business of making money, so you know, more teams uh, in in the in the in the playoffs, more 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 
cash going uh, going in. So at this point, I mean, we really shouldn't be surprised with the, all the all the kinds of moves that uh, the Mexican soccer suits do. But I mean, personally, I don't like it. But you know, it, it is what it is. And yeah. uh, and as far as the team changing, you know what? Again, it's just uh, it's just the modus operandi um, of Mexican soccer. I mean, you know. You have you have a, a lot of people saying, "Oh, they're copying the American business model." Well, you know, in the last years, I guess you know, uh, I mean, they've done more uh, club club uh, club uh, moves than uh, than than uh, the NBA or the NFL. I mean, you got to what was it? Chiapas became Querétaro, then San Luis became Ch- I don't know. It's just uh, a whole lot of uh, shenanigans going on. So it's it's just the modus operandi. I mean, personally. Uh, you know, being that my family is from Michoacan, I, you know, uh, Morelia was kind of uh, my second team behind uh, behind Chivas, and I know a lot of me. I mean, I know a lot of Michoacanos are either American or Chivas fans, but you know, there were a lot of uh, hardcore Morelia fans too. So it's kind of it's kind of sad to see a team. Uh, I want to say it's a big team, but it's a it's a team with with uh, with with, tra- with tra- tradition, you know. So it, it's kind of sad, but I mean. But on the flip side, I mean the Mata, the Mazatlan project looks pretty pretty interesting. I mean I don't know if you guys are f- familiar, uh, but the, uh, they kickstarted their uh, social media page in Spanish, and it's uh, the admins kind of uh, the the admins are a, a huge troll, and it's pretty funny, pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely playing the role as just like all them and mas, you know. Yeah, 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 and that's that's very smart. I mean because. Uh, outside of America, who's you know with the perennial hated team, I mean, uh, you know they're, they're the hated team right now, and uh, the and maybe that's gonna you know draw some eyes, some eyes on them. So you know that's I mean it's a it's a rookie, part of them. It's a rookie move though, man. In my opinion, the whole Mazatlan stick is a <laughs> it's a rookie wannabe Odiame Mas type of type of move. There, it's like the new kid on the block trying to be yeah, like the, it, the the grande trying. It could to... be just for social media though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it probably depends. is. It remains to be seen how they're going to be with regular media, like on TV and and with interviews, if they're going to, is they're going to maintain that? Well, I mean, Paco Palencia is the head coach and uh, Chiquis was saying he's going to be the the coach with the tightest pants. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to spray paint his pants on. He's, yeah. He's not an egomaniac, though. He's not really like an ego, an egotistical type of guy. He's sort of like, like pretty much stays calm on the sideline. He's not like when, whenever if they score a goal, I doubt he's going to go to the corner flag and like do his head banging celebration. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to pick up the, the corner flag and, and you said it's a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his air? What? He play oh. air guitar. I will put my money on that he will have at least black nail polish on his on. That's that's uh, a guarantee. Yeah, or definitely. maybe some purple one. Maybe some purple one to go with the uniform. <laughs> purple. Yeah. Um, speaking about Morelia, they are actually making some rumbling, and it looks like they might absorb Abrijes uh, de Oaxaca, and and they ha- they started a new page called Atlético Morelia. So. They may be back, and they they'll just be. Well, it's it's headed, isn't it headed by um, Higuera? So I think Higuera is in charge of the new Morelia team. Oh God! Yeah. We're talking Which, about the Higuera that, that that bounced out of Chivas. Is that the same Higuera we're talking about? What what downside? Do you, uh, hey, he's he's the dude that you could hate him, but 
he was involved in, in all those campeonatos, man. Everyone just hands him over to Mati, but <laughs> he played his role, man. Yeah, he, I know he played. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he did, like, he was also with, with the, the downfall, but he was also with the with bringing in the, the Pizarros and all those guys. Um, yeah, but he was also involved in selling all those fools. <laughs> but they had to. He was in charge of the of the rise and the down and the downfall. You know? Yeah, easy come, easy go, man. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the name of the general manager for the Chicago Bulls? Uh, Jerry. Jerry, uh, I know you're talking about Ryan Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he built the team and then he and then he destroyed it. The villain from uh, Save the Last Dance. Hey, but ow, ow. Wasn't it the same with Promotora? Yeah, well, well, they do the, the Super Chivas team, and then yeah. they... and then, so, but then, you know what the thing with the Promotora was that uh, when they, when they, when the club, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, the club did not want to sell with them. So the last tournament they started, uh, well, the, you know, the 2000, the 2001, uh, the torneo de invierno, it was a pretty bad team. That's when. The, they started up with, with Lupe Castaneda, with uh, Chima Ruiz, and they started getting uh, rid of all the guys. Except the only they were uh, they were going to get rid of Osvaldo, but I, they didn't at the end. But yeah, that was uh, but that was because, uh, like I said, uh, I think the club did not want to sell to them, well, so, the, so I, they were jumping. They were already, uh, you know, just uh, no. Well, and, you you know what happened was that um, so the promotora was they were the the Garza, and so they were yeah. they were in charge of. Uh, Max Loop. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, the so, promotor, yeah. Yeah, so that's that was the company that they had where they had the money. Yeah, but yeah. This yeah. guy was doing a lot of um, tranzas <laughs> and he he got, um, he had all these lawsuits. Ooh, and wow. then I think they lost, he lost the, like, because Max Loop had a contract with Pemex. Oh, Pemex, yeah, 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 yeah. To sell in all these gas stations, the lubricant. Yeah, yeah. And so this dude, like, he owed all this money, and the books were all like crazy. So, so that's that was happening, and that was part of the reason. Like, he didn't even finish because they had ten year contract. Yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. that's yeah. when Vergara came in because they were like, man, we lo- we just lost the money, man. Yeah, because the promoter's promotor- not gonna. Well, the promotora jumped in in uh, in ninety in ninety four ninety uh, for the ninety four ninety five season. That's when they uh, revamped the team. That they brought in all those guys. They brought in uh, the uh, El Traveso Guzman, uh, Coyote, the 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 Ramirez. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Ninety four. They, so they had all this money. Yeah, they had the, all yeah. the oil money, but yeah, yeah. they got caught up. They got caught up on all the, you and know, the there's a lot of crooked stuff <laughs> going on there. And yeah, yeah it's right. crazy because yeah. I was digging into it, and okay. so. And so, like, with a year left, that's they sell the year because Vergara also pays him, pays no. him off, oh, so that he could wow. take over the team. Yeah. yeah, that was the big thing that happened. And you know who else was involved with the whole Max Loop thing? Ooh, it was ooh. Leaño from Tecos. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Leaño, wow. they are. So a lot of, I think a lot of people had, like, I guess money people from Guadalajara. They were involved with and and promotor. I think they all had like. Like they're pausing that, and I think that's one of the big reasons that led to the whole. Just sell the club, man. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, that the, the, 2000, the, 
that 2001 season, they, they were just, uh, they, they were already cutting their losses. They were getting rid of, they were, they were getting rid of all the main guys. And like I told you, they shorted it up with, with like a 40 something year old Darbosillo and Lupe Castaneda <laughs> and, you know, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. And um, Pelayas, who had a back problem. Yeah, so the, Wait, was Pelayas came? No, no. No, Pelayas had already, had, had already, I think, retired. Pelayas came in 98 and he didn't stick, a, he didn't stick around much. Pelai still played in that final versus Neca- versus Necaxa, I believe. Oh man, yeah. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're yeah. going way back, but but just to finish <laughs> up on the whole on the whole uh, Max Lube, they're still around, huh? except now it's just Akron. Uh, so the, the Suns, yeah. Oh wow, I, 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 I wasn't aware. Just that I wasn't aware of the that they were they were still around. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, it's the sun. It's it's the sun of, it's the sun. Uh, and but and so I guess that's one of the brands they kept. Yeah. I think that Mex Lube because the, the Acron logo doesn't cool, look, look cool as the as the Mex Lube, you know, the the the, <laughs> the, the, the OEM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. No, but but wait. You know, I'm gonna do this headway. Sorry, there, Jaime. But, but see what what was happening with the, the bad, you know, with the company, with with the whole funds and all that, you know, mismanagement funds or just stealing. Um, kind of what happened in a Cruz Azul right now. With with the, um, but you know, Cruz Azul is the corporación or, or cooperativa, the cooperativa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what's going on right there, where Cruz Azul might. I don't know how they're gonna resolve this, but but the corporativa might not might not be in charge of the club because oh, they wow. could be separate. You know what I mean? As yeah, far yeah, as yeah. Like, yeah, it could be separate, and some some other group might just take over. That way, the club doesn't have to disappear. Yeah, it's still an ongoing investigation. So we haven't I haven't heard any news since we since we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but. Um, I mean, I think the the headlines were always trying to get people like, oh, you know, Cruz is going to be disaffiliated, but we haven't heard anything yet. Um, well, we'll see what happens with with that still an ongoing investigation. But you know, going back to uh, the Alebrijes de Oaxaca becoming uh, Morelia, that's kind of sad because uh, I remember uh, the Alebrijes people they had they had big plans. That, you know, obviously they they. They they were looking. They wanted to join the the the, the main league, and they were going to build a. What I heard was a. What I had heard the owner said that they were going to build a un estadio temático de cómo se llama de eh, indi, eh, de influencia indígena algo así. And then you know, for for them to just disappear is kind of. For me, it's kind of sad because it, that, that project seemed kind of interesting. Yeah, they actually had one of the best. Um attendances in the in the second division too so you sort of like to see like with chiapas as well like i I used to love watching chiapas and the little like flute the little the constant uh you know the guy playing yeah. the flute the whole during the whole game that was like that had like that brought flute? yeah the flute they had, like peruvian flutes what yeah. <laughs> they had like some flutes they that little, would always they... play and, and keep the you know they, keep... they imported that peruvian a peruvian band no, but it, it would just it would just constant it would just constantly go. Yeah, it was part it was part of it was part of the the whole the whole you know yeah the whole culture. Dude, I don't remember seeing that. I need to. 
Yeah, go go YouTube it or something. Not, but all these like little pueblo teams, these little pueblo teams, these smaller clubs are like going away, man. And we're sort of smaller clubs have they have they have like culture and style. Like I'm looking at their jerseys for uh, Oaxaca, bro. They have some sick ass designs, man. I mean, it was a nice project they had to go out But you know, this is what happens. You know, it's like you know, little fish get seen by a bigger fish, and then. It's just it's just the circle of, of life in, in Liga Mekis. It's just teams being constantly bought out by by bigger clubs. Um, uh, Mineros de Zacatecas got sold as well. Oh wow! But they're they're still in, they're staying in Zacatecas. So, but yeah, it's just it's just a constant thing over there in, in Mexico. Um, so an interesting transfer that just happened is Talavera. He's going to be joining um, Cholos. Ajud is going to go to Toluca, so they're doing like a goalkeeper swap, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Toluca for a long time, huh? Yeah, I mean he's been Chepo's man for a while. <laughs> well, he's been there. Talavera's been in Toluca, I think. When uh, I think the season after, uh, what maybe I want to say 2009, when he couldn't, when uh, they realized he wasn't taking over the the Chivas job, that Mitchell wouldn't. Uh, uh, beat him out, so I, I think it's been over the, over a decade, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was really unfortunate the way Chivas handled Talavera because uh, I want to say. Well, they had right, too many keepers at that point. When uh, when Osvaldo left to Santos, I think he he was he was already loaned out to Toluca, and you know we decided to go with Michel and stuff. Well, but, I think the thing was that they gave they gave uh, Talavera a couple of uh, a couple of starts, but he 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 was just it's, he just wasn't ready to fill Osvaldo's uh, Osvaldo's uh, Osvaldo's shoes. And Mitchell, well, Mitchell, you know, he didn't have to fill Osvaldo's shoes. And then Mitchell was also uh, uh, he was already in his late twenties, so he was a little more mature. So that's why you know uh, all, the, all those things uh, helped him out. And but Talavera, you know. He went with Toluca, you know, without the pressure of having to fill in for Osvaldo, and he had he had a, quite a quite a nice career, you know. You know, unfortunately, he, he couldn't start in a World Cup, you know. That's uh, he had just retired. Did he just retired? So, so uh, around that time, yes, yes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes. All right, great. And then Chivas had the young guy from the under under from the under seventeen. The he was the starting Arias? goalkeeper. Cool. There, Arias? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Arias, and then Arias only Arias only lasted about two seasons, and then they uh, they kicked they kicked him down to a team I used to work with uh, called uh, Chivas USA, and he he didn't do much. But oh, yeah, you he, work, did you work with them? What what were you? I, I, I covered. Uh, go ahead. No, because I covered them early on, like their first three four seasons. Yeah, I, maybe I, I maybe I ran, maybe I ran into you. Uh, I used to do. Uh, because my, my thing was, you know, I want to be a journalist, so I really, the only internship they had available was uh, PR, but they worked something out so, so that I could go intern in their, their game day staff. So I, I was there uh, taking stats, you know, calling the wire, you know, the old school wires, calling them by phone and stuff like that. And, and, and then eventually I just stayed on the on the game day staff and was just, uh, I was around the team uh, once in a while and on non-game days, but it was mostly, mostly, mostly game days. All right. Now, I mostly, the only person I really talked to from the staff was just Keegan. 
Kike, ya el, 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 el gringo que habla bien en español, yes. Okay, and right. I was doing LA soccer news. Okay, right. I did like three, three different oh. ones. Yeah, maybe so maybe I, if I see you in per, maybe if I see you in person, I recognize you. Yeah, because I was I, I was uh, in and out of that press box. Yeah, goddamn small world then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you know we, Luis Luis Bueno? You know the guy. Yeah, Luis, Luis Bueno from he used to race for the for the MLS.com and huh for what. He used to write for when he he would first go for the games. When I went there, he was writing for the Press Enterprise in Riverside, and then oh, he right. then he became right. the beat writer for uh, for the no. He was doing MLS, and then they yeah. they passed him over for the Chivas USA job. They gave it to the the guy that does the Galaxy right now, Adam Serrano. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because I I used to like I used to work with him, and so I, oh, maybe, a lot maybe, of the times so I. I was just we would sit we would sit together a lot of times. And so sometimes that press box was pretty cavernous, no? <laughs> Did you? It is. It's really small. That uh, um, right there at Carson. I don't know if it's still the same, but yeah, their press box is just really. No, they well, what they crowded. did was they, they took they took out uh they took out the the uh one of the one of the back rows because they uh they the in, the inside of the press box they expanded it for the for the Chargers. So they took out one of the oh, one, right. one of the back rows. Yeah, it was really that's really yeah, it was really yeah, tight yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh snap! Great. Did you get to see like the training? Yeah, well, well once in a training? while, like I told, like I told you, I, I just uh, I just went in. Uh, I I was just going on game days. Like I was there, like when uh, oh, Black had his first game, or you know, sometimes I were in locker. I was able to see uh, J- Jesse Marsh, who was having quite a quite a career in Europe. You know, I was uh, you know. Uh, everything related to game day. I remember, I remember like one of. The, so I was there. I, I think I went to pick up. I don't know. I don't know where it was, but he was telling me how the the that she was because they had Isaac Romo, and uh, Isaac Romo was like this really tall striker, like six well, what are, four, One of the many uh, Chivas. Chivas uh, rejects that they sent over him. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I don't I, think. I remember, Remember Hector, Hector Cuadros as well? Yes, yeah. he, he took the number 10, man, and he, he did nothing with it. He devalued it. <laughs> that guy, I'm, I'm kidding you, that, that guy could not, uh, uh, that guy couldn't score an, an open goal, uh, an open net goal to save his life. It was, it was bad. <laughs> he disappeared, you know, but just, just to finish this off, because it turned into a Chivas USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I remember him telling me how they were referring to uh, to Romo as Slomo. I just for some reason I just found it really funny. I, and but, I, um, you know what? And I could see why. I could see why. <laughs> Slomo. Um, I'm sorry, Jaime. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you guys can go on a date after this. It's all good. I'm just I'm just teasing. Um, I do, I do have some good news as far as player movements. It seems like Marseille 
is uh, contacted Tigres and they're interested in getting Salcedo. So he might be returning to Europe, which is good news. And also Cesar Montes is is basically going to be joining Valencia. It's, it's almost official. Oh, wow. Two defenders. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised when when, uh, when uh, Salcedo left uh, Frankfurt. Uh, it, it, it seemed like uh, like he, he had a... He was... Uh, he he was in a good spot. I mean, I I went in uh in 2018. I uh the the Bundesliga invited me to cover the the Super Cup. It was Bayern versus Frankfurt, and he was having. A, it seemed like he was having a good uh uh his stay was pretty good. And then when I get back to uh when I get back home, I found out that he, the team leased him, and I was like, wow, that that really took me aback because it seemed like he he had a good place there. But you know, it's a uh, well, you know, good, you know. Uh, and then with Tigres, he 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 has had uh, you know his ups and downs, but I mean he, he's kind of bounced back a little bit. And but and that move to France would would be very would be very good. It's a, it's a, it's it's a very good league for Mexican players. The style yeah. it makes me wonder how much of an influence Gignac has has was has been on that you know happening because I'm sure Marseille are still keeping tabs on Gignac, and I'm sure Gignac is still you know because he still supports them and. I'm sure he's saying, "Hey, you know, I got some, I got some town out here. You know, you should probably check them out." I don't know. I'm just, you know, assuming. That happens. They, they know somebody. You know, the that's how the clubs work. The network. They know some. Uh, they know somebody or the player or Janek himself. You know, uh, hit up his old buddy. You know, that, that's how it works. Yeah, I'm sure they're keeping an eye on him, and they're like, "Hey, man, you guys should look at this. You know, defender. He's he's good. He's played in the World Cup and all that." Um, Salcedo, we all know that he his personal life has been, you know, it's been a mess. Like his family is like taking advantage of him and stuff, you know. And I think that's what caused him to go back to Mexico was he needed to like control that situation. And obviously, he was getting paid more. And wait, didn't his wasn't he in Italy, right? He was in. Uh, he played for for uh, Florence, Fiorentina. Yeah, but, but but he was there. Oh. I, I think he said it himself that. His wife had a miscarriage. Oh, I don't know about how, that one. And it, yeah, he talked about how, and then how he was just alone over there. And yeah, it was alone to Frankfurt. Come back with family. Yeah, it was alone to Frankfurt. Oh. After his loan to Fiorentina, and then Frankfurt ended up buying him because they they liked him. But then I think he got injured or something, and you know he just he was sold back back to Mexico. It was crazy because him and uh, Fabian beat Bayern Munich in that in that uh, domestic cup, and then uh, Mueller said, "Just wait, wait for the World Cup to start. We're gonna we're gonna beat you guys." And then instinct, instinct karma. But then in, in the Super Cup, they got uh, they got uh, they got ran over. I think it was like it was already four nothing in the first half. <laughs> Hey, well, one thing on the Salcedo signing, though, is he still has a contract until 2022 with Tigres. So Marseille is going to have to pay a little bit. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's He's worth it. Around 10 mil, maybe less, maybe yeah, more. I, I recall quite a bit, quite a few gaffes towards the end of his, uh, in, la, in the most recent games with Tigres. Um he he's a, oh, he is a strong a, dude. He had a huge blunder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he, uh, it was like in a, say, an important game too. He was, he was paid to like like mess up that game because as soon as he he came in, he was he just messed up that game. 
and and uh, Tigres lost to America because they were up three 0 right? Yeah, it was something it's huge. Really... It was something. I yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was all about. It was it was big. So I don't know, like if I fully, and this is like his second go around, and you know, if he doesn't pan out, then I, I think G- he'll do G- fine. Gignac. It's France, man. Gignac's... The French league is is like. It's it's like a I don't know it's like a slightly step up, a step above the Portuguese, <laughs> but it's a it's a good style for for the Mexican player you know it's a, it's a, it's a more fluid 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 game and he and his age well, I mean he's barely twenty six so he's he still yeah. has a time he has plenty of time to you know car, car, carve out a a good uh, second half of his career in Europe. The the few Mexican players that have played in in. Um, in France, have had really good, good runs. I mean, look at Rafa Marquez with Monaco and Guillermo Ochoa. Well, Hasso, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, more Mexicans to France instead of Italy, please. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not, it's just not a fit. Yeah, um, this isn't typically like a, a topic about Mexican football, but the Champions League is going to return, and they're going to do uh, an eight-team knockout stage in Lisbon. So they're going to do like a mini tournament to to finish off the Champions League, and the final will take place on August twenty-third. So, how do you guys feel about that? It's just like a mini tournament to a tournament that's already supposed to be pretty small. I'm fine. Like okay, so they're just shortening it down. Yeah, there's still uh, a couple of teams that are still trying to qualify to the to the quarterfinals. There's uh, a round of 16 games that were that weren't finished yet. So then, after those are finished, uh, 48 hours later, they're gonna kick off this this eight team knockout thing. And if I'm not mistaken, it's just a one done game. It's not it's not gonna be two legs. And it's just going to be a twelve-day tournament, so they just want to get it over with uh, real quickly. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. The only thing Which is, is you could thing... you you could even argue that it's going to be even more impressive to win that tournament, don't you think? You, it's at, the... at at one game, yeah, yeah, yeah. One game, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you know put it all forth. The only thing I would have an issue with is, uh, I assume the higher seeded or higher ranked team is going to be the home team or is it going to be at a neutral location yeah it's all it's on lisbon oh it's all on okay 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 just a neutral location for all the teams it's like you know basically like a world cup um and i if i'm not mistaken atleti are still in it so we we do have a mexican that is involved in the champions league I say, why not? I mean, why not? At this point, why not? I mean, you know, if they could pull it off, you know, I'll power to them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm, I'm but, all for it. But, but uh, we'll, we'll, you know, as is, co- as is, co- as is uh, very common with this type of uh, situations, uh, will the title carry an asterisk? Nah, I don't Well, know. yeah, I mean, that's why I asked that question. You know, oh, is, okay. it, is it more... Oh, okay. Is it more so. impressive to win this tournament, or is it, you know, because I think it's more difficult to win the Champions League now with, oh. with, with not being able to play with your fans. You know, you don't have that luxury of having 180 minutes. I, I don't know if there'll be an asterisk. Um, but, yeah, 
but, but you know, at the end of the day, the fans are already going to say, well, you didn't pay, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't play a full tournament. So really, you know, they're not going to really look into the difficulty of the matches. They're just going to look at the, look at the paper and say, ah, it was, you know, it, it was a, a, a half-baked tournament. I think Hoel's, Hoel wants to know if they're going to give like a different trophy, like a, a weird looking shape trophy, <laughs> or is it going to be the same Orejona? <laughs> it seems like, like it's going to be the real thing because they're also doing a, uh, the, the, uh, the Europa League. They're also, going, they're also going to do a mini tournament for that. So it looks like it's, it's a full goal. Yeah, the Europa League will be interesting because there's obviously a lot more teams involved. Um, so that's going to be, I think they're going to do that one in Germany. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be good, man. Any any Champions League is good, even if it's shortened and and all that. I'm I'm down. At this point, you know, it's uh, we we, we need to get uh, to uh, get back to some kind of normalcy. So, so I I say go for it. Yeah. Yeah, they just need to wrap up this this season already. I mean, Bayern Munich already won their league, and uh, the Premier League returns this weekend, so we're going to finally see Raul Jimenez back in action against West Ham United. That will be exciting to see. But, I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Liverpool are like a game or two away from clinching the league as well. So it's like a lot of these leagues just need to wrap up and, and just finish up, and then we'll have to figure out how the hell they're going to they're going to do this for the next season and also all like the the world cup qualifiers that are going to you know oh, wow yeah then you got Copa America you got the euros i mean it's 2021 is going to be a, a crazy year for football and you got the the olympics if they, if they don't end up, end up postponing postponing yeah. i mean yeah they got the olympics as well i mean it's it's going to be crazy and then you got the the nations league i mean i think they want to finish that <laughs> they still want to finish that so Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and for the uh, Alasteca is gonna have a facelift. I guess they're gonna re- renovate the stadium for 2026, which is like, didn't they just do a renovation? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they added those canopies in the bottom, which kind of kind of messed up with the aesthetics of the stadium. But yeah, it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't make sense. But but I I, I you know listening to Picante a couple times. Uh, uh, Jose Ramon would just really, just really rag on the stadium, saying that, saying that it was very antiquated, especially in the top. And uh, well, my buddy from uh, my my buddy that uh, from Mexico City, uh, he's, a, he's a journalist. He says that uh, that the press box is pretty bad as far as like Wi-Fi, like it's it's non-existent. I, I don't know if uh, one of you guys have covered a game there. Uh, he said that the Wi-Fi is pretty non-existent there, so they have a lot of stuff to. Uh, to really uh, still uh, still fix. Oh wow! I had no idea. I think um, I think this time they're going to emphasize like like it says uh, they're going to try and fix the the press box, and I think like the locker rooms as well. The troughs in the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've actually haven't had the pleasure of been. I haven't gone to that Azteca yet. It's on my wish list, but. Uh, I can imagine how, like, I'm sure the facilities are, are antiquated, but you know, it's, it was built in the late '60s, so yeah. Yeah, it's one of the most iconic stadiums in the world. I mean, what other stadium has hosted like two World Cup finals? 
Uh, well, if you if you if you want to count the Women's World Cup, uh, you have the the Rose Bowl. But uh, that's if you want to count the Women's World Cup. <laughs> yeah, the, the renovations. The renovations they did recently at the Azteca. I didn't. I don't like that. It's it's a lot of space where there's like greenery and like garden areas near the um, pass behind the away from the pitch. It's just like a. I don't know what what that's about, man. It's just like a waste of space to me. But yeah, hopefully they do some better better modifications. If I'm not mistaken, like all the remodeling that was to cater for the uh, NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the main gripes I heard is uh, I heard about uh, uh, of the renovations. Like I said, those canopies in the in the in the bottom uh, in the bottom bowl of the stadium, which were made which uh, housed the uh, luxury seating. Uh, a lot a lot of people hate them because they 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 say it, it obstructs the view from uh, from uh, up top, and it just it's very when you when you look at it on TV, it's just very distracting. Those canopies. Yeah, I've seen some video of fans within those canopies, and you sort of you can't see like behind. You can't see the fans above you. the The whole you know the whole stadium. It's sort of like covered there, and it's obstructing. It looks like to me. So I don't. I wouldn't like to be underneath that thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't understand what was the the reason behind that. I mean, there, there's other way. There's other ways they could have gone around. You know, providing luxury luxury seating. Um, it'd be pretty iconic though, you know, because it would be their third World Cup. The only yeah, you know, to do that. I mean, they're not going to get the final, so they'll probably you know they'll probably be the uh, yeah. Okay, what the only stadium? The only stadium to to host three uh, three uh, three uh, in inaugural games. That's that's pretty impressive. Was that's there any up, stadium man. in Germany that hosted when when they? In 06, when they hosted again? Uh, I'm not sure. Thinking about that now, that's sort of messed up, man. Imagine a World Cup where, where Mexico hosts and the final game isn't the, in the Azteca. Yeah. And, and then, and not in the, in the Azteca, but it ends up being in a in a stadium with no history like... Uh, like Cowboy Stadium or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or Giant Stadium. I mean, I think it's gonna be in uh, it's gonna be in Washington D.C. If I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! Wow. What? Yeah. Not even, not even the road. Not even the road. Of America, you know. They must have a, They the they got a new stadium over there though, right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, 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 John Suckley, uh, John uh, Suckley from ESPN, he says that that stadium, uh, of all the NFL stadiums. Because of the way the the way it's built, like it's it's very vertical, that it's very similar to El Estadio Azteca. So, uh, so you know, I, I I guess you know it has that going for it. <laughs> I totally forgot that Canada's gonna get some games too. Holy smokes! Oh yeah. Uh, and I think it's gonna be around the the same amount of as, uh, same amount of games that uh, Mexico's getting. For sure, they're gonna have that. that uh, they're gonna have six matches with the uh, with, uh, with with Canada Canada's group, and then uh, may, maybe four four more in the knockout stages. Yeah, uh, the stadiums in United States, Los Angeles, the Rose Bowl. That's gonna be gnarly. Uh, then you got the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Oh, 
and uh, you have the we have a new player in the game. We have the the SoFi Stadium in uh, in Inglewood. Who, who, who maybe maybe if they don't go to Washington, they end up going there because it's the uh, it's it's the NFL's shiny new to- new toy. Oh, uh, Washington D.C. the FedEx Field, eighty-two thousand capacity. That's where the final's going to be. You got the Cowboy Stadium. Baltimore, Houston, Denver, Kansas City, and Atlanta. I think Atlanta Stadium is probably the most beautiful. Yeah, it looks it looks it looks pretty nice on TV. Uh, the SoFi Stadium in England, it's not going to be that big. It's uh, it's actually much smaller than the Coliseum and the, and the Rose Bowl. It's probably going to be uh, seventy thousand, but uh, it's going to have all the all, all, all the all, all the shiny new whist- new whistles. As I've, have you seen have you seen the videos on? On YouTube, they have that uh, that ocular screen that goes around the 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 circumference of the stadium. It looks it looks pretty cool. I, I totally forgot that about that stadium. No, that uh, this is going to be a World Cup with forty eight teams. Oh, oh wow! Dear. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many teams, man. Hey, it's like uh, it's like Oprah. Everybody gets a car. Do you think that if we do have forty-eight teams, I mean, technically three three teams out of out of the World Cup have to come from Concacaf because they're hosts. So Canada, USA, and Mexico automatically get a ticket. Does that mean that they also get uh, what four more spots? How does that work? Uh, well, let me see. Maybe I mean I know they get like three more guaranteed, and then maybe I mean if there's going to be forty-eight teams, imagine seeing uh, Honduras or El Salvador or you know some of these Caribbean teams make the World Cup. That'd be crazy. Guatemala, Guatemala, you know for you know the for for the first time in their history. I mean they they were close what in, in that for the two thousand six, but you know. Uh, Mexico, Mexico winning uh, against uh, Trinidad and Tobago, you know, with their and, and just pretty much gave them the result and knocked, knocked the, and you know, killed the uh, Guatemala's hope. I mean, that that, that, that should be that's uh, I think that would, that would be a pretty nice story if I, if I see, see Guatemala make it to a World Cup. That'd be cool. A Cuba or a. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, IT, uh, man, that'd be crazy. Yeah, you know, Guatemala, Salvador, IT, you know, El Salvador, who ha- who hasn't gone since 82, you know, that's, you know, he, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's 48 teams, does it, does it you know, would it still be exciting? Because uh, a good example is you, I use is the last Euro, I mean, I, I bet you guys remember the, the Euros before that one, you know, when you had the 16 teams, so you, so you would have a, Killer matches in the first round. You would have Germany versus Netherlands or Spain versus Netherlands. You know from the get go. But with the twenty, with the twenty four teams, the uh, the group stage was was kind of yeah, it was it wasn't that good, and then it didn't get good to the round of eight. So and now with the World yeah. Cup, imagine it, it it was pretty it was pretty competitive with the twenty four teams, and then then the, then they jumped to the thirty two teams. Yeah. And it kind of got diluted, and you know, and now with the forty-eight teams, you know, this is, you know, well, they're doing three, three groups of three. So I guess that's their hope of, of the excitement, and I think for the for the countries that are, 
playing for the first time is going to be exciting no matter yeah. what. So we're about to have like India and yeah. China. China, I know they've been at the World Cup, but they've only been once. Yeah, so in 2012 with Bora, with, with Mr. Bora Yeah, Milu. Milu. No, that's what they call him. Oh, Milu, Milu. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, in, in Mexico, it's Bora, and in China, he's Milu. Um, yeah, so we'll be seeing some weird teams, you know, as yeah, you guys were saying. We'll be seeing like Albania, Bahamas, Virgin yeah. Islands. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? And and this is like, like, because this is some stuff some some pros were doing. They were joining teams in, in some of these like small like Caribbean island. Like like say you go to the Philippines and join, join their national team. <laughs> well, because you get some international exposure. So like say you you went to the Virgin Islands or whatever. Islas Caicos or, or whatever, and and you just got managed your way into it, you would get to play a World Cup qualifying game against, like, Mexico, man. Oh, wow. You know, it was fun, interesting that uh, Costa Rica would use naturalizados, but they would use naturalizados, like, from uh, Nicaragua or, like, from uh, for Dominican Republic. I, was, you yeah, know, I thought it was, like, Argentine rejects or... or... <laughs> Old Spaniards or something that didn't cut it. <laughs> Surprisingly, they were using Nicaraguans, man. <laughs> you got to attract what you can get, man. You you can't be getting hey. no Argentinian to play for Costa Rica. They, yeah, they got yeah, they got Mexico. They got Mexico. Over there. They got Mexico yeah, in it, their it, states. It worked out because they made it to the uh, they made it to the Quinto Partido in uh, 2014. So I guess you know uh, they, got, they, they know they know what they're doing. That was a that was a series of fortunate events. Did they have naturalizados in that team at all? In that two thousand in that two thousand fourteen team, yeah, I think they they had a a player from Nicaragua. Oh, and Dominican oh. and, and okay. Dominican Republic, if I'm not mistaken. I know for sure they had a Nicaraguan player, but uh, that's some good the, scouting. The, yeah, the the Dominican uh, Republic player was probably was probably in another World Cup, but yeah, they, they you know. It, it, it must have worked out. I, I, I guess that they, they have a good eye for talent. <laughs> oh, that's my little niece. <laughs> uh, let's see. Trying to pull up their roster. I don't know. If if they had a, nat- a naturalizado, I think it was like a lesser known player. Uh, let's see. Costa Rica. That was their. We strong. haven't really had uh, Mexicanos naturalizados in a in a long time. It's been uh, I don't know if that's good or, or bad, but remember we went through that whole debacle like back in '06. Now it's it's not much of an issue. Yeah, because I think because I think I, back in the day I'm, they got they got heat, they got pressure, and then like for any naturalizado to come back on the team, you're gonna get you're gonna get press on you. You're gonna get fans that are gonna be against it. And so as a player, man, Wait, it's so not... I don't think that with today's, like, climate, I don't think you're allowed to criticize that, man. Cheekies. Fans, fans will criticize even more today than, in, than in before, man. Before there wasn't Ooh. memes and stuff. Before there wasn't honestly, Twitters. Honestly, which naturalizado made a difference? I think outside of Senia, I Senia, mean... that's it. I mean, Caballero, Caballero wasn't anything special. He was just uh, Aguirre's guy. I mean, uh, who... who What's uh, his name? Who, 
Vorso did have that one game, that one goal. He did have an important goal. Vorso did. Vorso, Vorso, Vorso. 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 Yeah, he kept Mexico from getting bounced out in the in the group stage uh, in the 2010 qualifiers. Yeah, but also and then also had that uh, also that uh, when they sent that they sent that makeshift team to the yeah, 2015 yeah. Copa America and they did good against Chile. You know, they, they didn't get killed seven zero. It was like a it was like a he crazy did better. Game. Yeah. They did better with that scrub team than uh, Osorio. With all his... so, then Osorio's eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the last player that I remember that Mexico was trying to, you know, get into the selection was uh, Sambuesa, and that was because of Piojo. Yeah. But he... Oh yeah, but his situation was was screwed. Yeah. Uh, I think he had already played for youth or something like he that. He played for Argentina, and I think in a in a two thousand three. Uh, under under twenty qualifiers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's. I think it was yeah. fine at the end of the day because Sambo just it was, it, like I said, he wasn't different. He wasn't that much different than what, what uh, than what was available with the national with the guys born in Mexico. I mean, and when you're when you're gonna get an Atlas because the, he meet he meets uh, something that you don't have, like uh, when. Uh, when Portugal got, got Pepe, I mean, they, 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 they didn't have uh, those type of the Cardicero defenders, you know? You know who I really wanted? Pony Ruiz. Pony Ruiz, yeah. yeah. Especially with Borghetti was some fire with the Selección. And I was like, man, we had Pony right there. <laughs> him at Santos, man. And a lot of times, I swear, I, I don't think Borghetti was even hitting the ball. He was just standing in the box. And Pony would just bank it off of his head, man. It's like and that was... that scene at a sandlot where he's like, "Hey, just stick your glove in the air, and I'll I'll just I'll hit it." Pretty much, just like, "Hey, just stick your glove in the air, man. I'll I'll find you." Um, if we were to talk about players that I wish were not through styles, for me, number one would be Cardoso, man. Holy shit, dude! Can you imagine Cardoso? Wow. Yeah, but Cardoso was was always, you know, he was like a fixture with the, with the selección. Pony just got called up once or twice, and then he was just largely ignored. <clears throat> I don't think he really played. Huh? He played a Copa. He played a couple Copas America. Uh, he played Pony played. I believe he played the he played the the ninety three Copa America. He had a couple Copas America. Oh, man. That's way back. Yeah, yeah, he, he I, I remember seeing him in a, in a, one of those. 1993 uh, to 2001, he only had seven appearances for Chile. Yeah, there yeah. So, see, I, what a waste. Uh, <laughs> but, but then in the midfield, I mean, uh, who, uh, I think, in, especially in the mid-90s, the, the main guy in the midfield was this guy. Fabian? Fabian, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, there's a few players that it would have been like it would have been nice, but yeah. You know, you you. I'm gonna go a, a little out on the name. You know who I would have liked just because he was crazy and it's in his name. Uh, Loco Abreu. Loco Abreu. I think would have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's his still playing, is, by the way. He is still playing. He is still wow. Uh, his yeah, son yeah. plays in Mexico. His son is actually Mexican. He actually got snubbed from the from the U's. From the team, seventeen, yeah. He is playing for Boston River, uh, and that is in the Primera División de Uruguay. Oh wow! Oh, Boston yeah. River. 
Yeah. Austin River. I, I remember I was surprised when I saw him that he won a what three seasons ago he won he won a a, a, a championship in El Salvador. I was like, wow. This guy, I mean, if you go on his Wikipedia page and look at the teams he's been on, oh my god, dude, he has been everywhere, everywhere. Street Fighter map. <laughs> little airplanes going I from mean, one place. Just to in place. Mexico alone, Tecos, Cruz Azul, America. Uh, he played for Monterrey, Sinaloa, San Luis. Damn. Yeah. Even teams we haven't heard of, man. <laughs> played Cascaritas or something. Do, do you think if, unfortunately, he didn't die, uh, Antonio de Nigris would have had that type of career where he, he ended up in, you know, like El Salvador or something like that? Antonio de Nigris, wasn't he in Europe when he passed away? He was in Turkey, right? Yeah, he was in Turkey, he was in- yeah, but he, he, and then previous to that, he had, he had, he had been in Brazil, he had been in Colombia, he had been Greece in, uh, too, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, he, he, and he was already in his early 30s, so he, he still had... Uh, yeah, you're right. He was uh, he was all over the place. Villarreal. He would have been in the new Liga MX League. He played, he played for uh, <laughs> Once Carlos. What yeah. the hell? Carlos, he played a club's World Cup with him. Damn. Yeah, he, he played that. He, well, he, with Once Carlos, he played in that intercontinental game where, against... Uh, That's Porto. what it was. Yeah, before yeah, he played World. at Porto. Yeah, yeah. And then he he had uh, he played in two teams in uh, in Turkey and his last team was uh, his last team was uh, like you said Larissa yeah yeah Greece so he was and he was barely thirty one so he still had he still, he still got he still had a couple leagues in him <laughs> yeah yeah Abreu yeah. just didn't didn't MLS huh he he just he missed out. Over here, that would have that would have probably cut. You know, he would have hey. made enough money. Oh, he stayed. He stayed. I he stayed, could probably still hang. He in stayed. MLS. He stayed true to his roots, man. He didn't go to no MLS. He probably would have. He probably. He probably, probably would have. He, 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 if he would have done that, he wouldn't have to be. He's you know, f- mopping the floor, man. <laughs> he's forty three years you know, old. He loves playing, but but that, after a while, dude. He's forty three years old, man. Hey, did you guys see the um? Did you guys see it was this this like wrestling documentary behind the mat or something like that? And it starts with Jake the Snakes. Huh? Oh, oh no, no, no. It was uh, it's, uh, it's a wrestling the, documentary and, the and they mat, show yeah, beyond, beyond the mat, yes. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it's called, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has Jake the Snake, Robert, and you see him and he's gonna wrestle in some like I don't know what it is, man. High but gym. It's a high school gym. No, but this place like I think he's peeing on like a bucket because it doesn't have a bathroom. They're, like, they're like at, a, at a hall. It's either a hall or a high school gym. And yeah, he's in a corner and he's peeing in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and they show like when he used to fight like at Madison Square Garden. They call these mm-hmm. fans, and now mm-hmm. he's he's wrestling for a couple of yokels, man. There's like ten people in the crowd. Damn. So that's that's kind of a bell, hey, man. That's, Come that's, on, those that's, don't want to be doing nah, dude, that. That's like Bofo, man. But wasn't Bofo and uh, Omar oh, Bravo? They're like playing in. They're they're playing like, in, they're, they're, they're playing like indoor leagues in the United States, they're dude. Indoor soccer. They're playing yeah. indoor soccer in Chuck, man. That's something like yeah. you, that's just, some you just go to point and laugh. You don't even go anymore to. Yeah. 
You didn't what? even go to watch him just to go talk shit. Fucking <laughs> 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 suck, dude. <laughs> just pay money to go abuse the poor guy. Uh... That's mean, though, man. See, he could have came here, got his fat check, retired, would have been in Uruguay with his... Uh, nah, dude. Hey, man, he's still scoring. Whatever shop. It would have been humiliating. That would have been humiliating. Yeah, he scored a goal. He, he scored two goals. Dude, he has to pay bills, man. Imagine Imagine being scored on a 43-year-old. Man. He has kids. Like, he has clubs, dude. He's going to be... No, he's got to have his dignity, man. He can't be losing oh, his dignity like that. Check this out. He's a player coach. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty cool. He's like uh, Ryan Giggs when he was the coach. And, uh, you know, they're at a press conference. He's like, yeah, you know, I might just give myself the start next week because <laughs> he was still playing for the team, but he was also the coach. You know, talking yeah, about was... guys that, that chose to come to MLS, can you guys name the 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 player that chose uh, Galaxy over Cruz Azul? This happened around uh, 2007. Jorge Campos? No, uh, Pavon Plumer. Oh, so... huh? Pavon, uh, Pavon Plumer from Honduras. Uh they uh, Cruz Azul wanted him, but then I guess the uh, Galaxy was uh, building up the team after uh, Beckham came. So he straight out said that he wanted to play with Beckham. So he, just, he ditched Cruz Azul and and he just came you know, to LA. That's like Carlos Vela, man. He just wanted to go watch LeBron James. Pretty much, just, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he's he's dunking on life. He's dunking on TikTok, man. <laughs> first pitch. Hey, look. First pitch at Dodger Stadium. Gets to sit behind J-Lo. Oh, wow. Right? Every time she got up to go to the bathroom, she's right there. She had that view, man. <laughs> that's that's so talks. shallow. That's so shallow, dude. That's so shallow. That's so shallow. That's that's shallow. That's so shallow. Chicharito didn't do too bad. He got courtside seats for the Kobe, the Kobe Bryant. Oh, that's right. He was, yeah. He was eating yeah, when, when it was. It seemed like he was at the movies. Huh? Hey, dude. When he when he when he grows old, and you look back at your legacy, and you and you say, "Look, man, I was able to sit." Next to JLo, or I was able to go to a Laker game, or I was able to right meet. Behind her, dude, I, was able, I, was, I was able to touch. I was able to touch LeBron's jersey. I was able to do all these things, but I never did anything for the national team that brought pride and dignity to me as a as a football player in in his own right. That's going to be a sad day when he's you know when he matures. And I don't grows think old. he's going to think a second twice about that, bro. I think Vela doesn't lose sleep over materi- that. Material things, material things wear wear away and they go away and they don't mean anything once you. Once Carlos you get Vela will be telling his kids and his grandkids, <laughs> "I got to, I got to go to the cold side tickets for the Lakers." They're, they're like, gonna... He does not give a fuck about. Oh yeah, playing the World Cup in Mexico. He not does now. not give a shit. Not, not now. He doesn't. He did play in one. T- not now. You're going to be like, hey, I had the chance of going to Barcelona, but then I decided to go to LAFC instead. That's some that's some embarrassing stuff. You you look, you can see the consequences already from Chicharito when he tries to say he's a legend, and he just gets slammed on. He gets slammed on oh, for, for even bringing that stuff up, man. Carlos Vela, even, even Mister Mister Ego Hugo Sanchez uh, cl- uh, bagged on him for that. He says that you that stuff that you just don't say. I mean, for Hugo Sanchez to say that, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, he, he is. He is though. Or you just can't say it, buddy. It's laugh. Mean, it's laughable. All time, he's all-time goal scorer. Mm-hmm. It's laughable now, though when you say done, you right? say it at a moment when you're going to like a lesser league, and you know it's 
I just think that the timing of him saying it was at a, it's yeah. not not the right time. I you know I think he can still win the fans over, but I think right now it's like the fact that he returned uh, to North America with his tail between his legs, and then him trying to compensate by saying all his accomplishments. I think it just wasn't the right time. I think he should have just been more honest. Yeah, Be- Bella has more really- sense. Bella has more sense yeah. to keep his mouth shut. So that's one one thing yeah. he's got going for him. Or, and you know, they don't care about. But it's his life coach, man. It's his life, his life coach, bro. You you know what? I saw I saw him with this uh, because uh, one of the things I'm doing right now I cover NHL games in Spanish. I was at the Kings game when he uh, w- when he he went out to do the what's it the the puck drop and uh-huh. he, was there, he was there with 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 that life coach and they were pretty chummy. I mean they were, they were, they were hugging each other. You know, oh yeah, they're butt buddies, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure that second kid is that dude's. <laughs> he's a dad. <laughs> It's not even it's not even Chicharito's kid, bro. So. <laughs> wow. Oh. You know, Sarah. Sarah was like, "I'm not. I'm not going to the United States if if you don't bring your life." <laughs> hey, man. We we should fund a uh, we should fund a trip to one of Dreyfus's seminars in Cancun, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and like and like and like pull a troll job on him or something. <laughs> I would, I would, I would so do that. I would go and troll him so hard. Oh, jeez. Well, obviously, uh, we're out of uh, out of content to to talk about. Just because, again, all these leagues are returning except for Liga Nikes. We still got a, another month ahead of us until until we see some action here. Oh yeah. Oh, but it'll fly, fly by, and then you know, it's like you know, like Mexican soccer always proves they'll give, they'll always give us something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it will be for the on the field actions for our players abroad this weekend. Again, I'm very excited to see Lo Jimenez return because he was on. Fire. He's had one of the best seasons in, that I've ever seen uh, from like a, a player abroad. Uh, uh, you know. I don't even know if Chicharito had this great of a of a first season that Lowe was having with Wolves. So I'm I'm very excited to see how he how he finishes up the season and and see if he gets picked up by a bigger club because that seems to be the the rumors at this point. What what big what what big clubs do you think suit him best? Uh Manchester United. I think he would be a great fit there. About that, I, they need a they need a striker. And I think that he would be a good fit. Yeah. And the fans give a lot of love to Chicharito. They still miss him, and they 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 know that you know if if there was another Mexican to join their club, they would definitely like have a huge um, fan base that they were familiar with. I think it would be a good team. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Chelsea's been linked with them. Arsenal, Juventus, like. It's it's crazy. He's he's having a great season, and uh, he has a really really good agent. It's the same agent Cristiano Ronaldo has. So, um, I'm I'm happy where he is now. Like if if they can keep the team together and not sell the sell the players, I would love for him to just become like a club legend at, at Wolves because they're competing for a Europa League spot right now. But if if they start to sell the players, then yeah, I, I do hope that he. He stays in the Premier League and he just goes to a bigger club. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, he's really. 
I mean, in his late in his late twenty, he has re- has really come on, and Mexico could, uh, you know, providing they qualify, could uh, you use somebody like that at the uh, in Qatar? Yeah, yeah. He for me, there's no doubt about it. He'll be the the main striker because unfortunately, Mexico doesn't have too many right now. So he's one of the few that we we do have. I mean, I'm actually kind of concerned that. Chicharita will make another. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll see what happens to JJ Macias. Yeah. Do you see him come, coming on and becoming a, a staple of the team? Uh, we'll see. He he had a really bad. Uh, was it a World Cup? I think it was a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The the uh, what is it under twenty or something? Yeah, it was. He didn't have a really good World Cup and. Um, I think he's still a little bit too green. I don't know if he's ready for the for La Selección yet, but uh, we'll see. You know, I mean, he, there's no doubt about it that he's incredibly talented, but um, it's a matter of consistency. You got to be scoring every every week, and uh, you know, then you can you can talk about the idea of, of him getting bumped up to the senior senior side. But as of right now, I would probably still lean on. Uh, uh, other options, which again we don't have, we really don't have that many. No, no, it's uh, uh, the the fleet is not that uh, is not that big, but you know, so I so I guess uh, we're gonna have to go all in on on Jimenez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it, boys. Chickies, you got anything to say, Juan? No, man, it's fun, fun time, enjoyable laughs going on. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, you know, ho- uh, hopefully you guys will have me sometime soon. Ha- have me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Albert, thank you for hopping on. It was a pleasure uh, oh, talking to you. Thank you. Thank, th- th- thanks. Thanks, everybody, again. Awesome. Well, f- listeners, thank you guys for for listening to us, supporting us. Uh, I didn't check the YouTube comments. I don't know if anybody. Uh, was there yeah. anybody on the live chat? Yeah, we had Luis, Randy Torres. Uh, let's see. Yeah, just those two. Oh, okay. Did they say anything? Yeah, they were chatting a little bit. Uh, Hoyle was chatting with them. Uh, taking a knee for Chucky. <laughs> Gattuso's uh, hating on him. Uh, oh. Chicharito's a joke. <laughs> Other comments just like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit, a yeah. little bit going on in chat. Oh, well, yeah, was, there was a party going on there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, thanks for everybody hopping on tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week with some inevitable cheese that that goes on in Mexico. And I hope everybody has a great night. Hey.